Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Michael Kay is on the radio today. And he ain't afraid to say what he's thinking. It's the Michael K Show. Michael K is on the radio today. Turn it up, it's time to get on with the show. On 98.7 ESPN Radio. And a good afternoon, everybody. This is indeed the Michael K Show. We thank you for joining us on a rainy Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. Michael, Don, and Peter with you. We're here till 6.30. It's a big Would You Wednesday. We're going to talk to John Smoltz. Uh, you know, Peter mentioned it yesterday, trying to uh, nail down uh, Danny Nagel, possibly somewhere down the line. What and, about the Otter? And, and, and uh, Tom Clavin. So we, we have Greg Maddox. We have John Smoltz today. We're going to go through all the Braves pitchers. Leo Mazzoni might well, be coming on sometime strong. next week. Yeah. Let me think of, I'm thinking 91 staff, Michael. Uh, Lieberthal? What's his first name? Charlie Liebrandt. There you go. No, no, Charlie Liebrandt? Yeah. That's Lieber- who it was. Lieberthal. No, there's a Lieberthal. No. Sure there was. No. How much you want to bet? A Lieberthal on the Braves. Oh, not, oh, not on the Braves. I'm confusing it with another ball player. Well, it was Charlie Liebrandt. Uh-uh. Charlie Liebrandt. Yeah, I don't remember. Are we forgetting another big name from like the 93-94 team? That's everybody? Well, we got Avery. Who was fourth? Avery. Avery. Steve Ray Avery. Um, wanted to start off today Do it. with the Knicks. Now, you can't beat them up for losing yesterday. But I want to. No, but you can't. Okay. Not, it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be right, Peter. You don't want to do things that are wrong. <sighs> Fine. They're supposed to lose that game. They don't have Jalen Brunson. Hartenstein uh, was out with the Achilles problem again. They don't want to play him back-to-back days. And um, I, I was taking a look at the standings. And for those that don't think there's any way the way they're presently constructed. There's no way whatsoever that they can drop into the play-ins. They're being delusional. They're two and a half games out of the play-in. Oh, it's on the table. And it came out yesterday, OG Ananobi hasn't even begun shooting yet. I know. And he's ahead oh. of Julius Randle. And those are the two guys, essentially, we're talking about, right? Yeah, okay. I mean, oh, you, you assume Steven that the Brunson been thing... Back. Yeah. Hardenstein, it doesn't look like... That leg is going to get any better. It is what it is. Well, Hartenstein and Brunson feel like they could just, it could be a thing. A Mitchell, a Robinson, bit of a... Mitchell Robinson coming back. But I don't i don't know how much that moves the needle as much as OG. No, it doesn't. And you saw the stats today. The, the, this this Knicks defense is essentially, Michael, 20 points worse when OG and Nobi's not Yes. It, it's, it was the worst defensively efficiency before they got him. Yep. Then in January, it was the best. And now, and it's now back in the 11 the games, worst. it's the worst. Right. So that's how much he means. So he, he really is the biggest piece here. But Julius obviously is huge as well. No, I mean, you're not you're not being crazy or pessimistic, pessimistic to say it is totally reasonable that this team could be fighting to make the playoffs, Michael. It could happen. It's and it's and that's what I said. It's such a shame because we were we were 15 games above 500 and just thinking, oh, are they getting the three seed? They getting the two seed? Right now they and, might be getting the seven seed. Yeah, I mean you're going to be fighting. You're going to be fighting like hell to stay out of the playing game. And then Michael, you could even have to fight to stay in the playing game. Well, it's such a, a huge disappointment in, in many ways because, as you said, we were thinking about them being a two seed. Uh, not having to play the Boston Celtics till the till the um, the the finals. Well, now you're looking at it. If they get in as a as a, a play-in, and then they advance into the playoffs, they might play the Celtics in the first round. And then all of a sudden, they're, they they get knocked out in the first round, and they've gone um, a shorter distance than they did last year. And they were a much improved team. And you know, injuries are what injuries are. I'm not going to blame anybody for it, but you can't lose an entire front line. You, you can't have Hartenstein right. in and out of the lineup and not have it affect but, you. I think it's affecting them. All right, now. So what do we do about it? I mean, you're, there's nothing. But, you but can Peter's do about it. right. 
Usually we kill teams that are expected to make a run that drop into the play-in. But we can't kill them because we know why they're in the situation they're in because of the injuries. So what do we do? You're gonna. So what you have to do then, Michael, is you're going to have to ask the guys that are healthy to play even better. I don't know if you can ask Brunson then, then, to play then, any better. Then, then it is what it is. It right? is what like, it is. Like, this is what's frustrating about it. It's almost like talking about a manager in an analytic world in baseball. It's like, well, it's not their fault. You do it again. You, you, you couldn't kill them for last night. They had nobody on the floor. Well, let's take a look. Right now, the Knicks are in the fourth spot. Right. At 35 and 24. Right behind them is a, a Heat team that's been hot of late, 33 and 25. They're tied with the Sixers, fifth and sixth, 33 and 25. So then the sixth seed, as I said, the Heat and the Sixers are tied for fifth and sixth. Then you get the Magic at 33 and 26. Two games back of the Knicks in the loss column. The Pacers, 33 and 26. Two games back of the Knicks in the loss column. Now, I'm not worried about the Bulls. I'm not worried about the Hawks at 9 and 10. I'm worried about going to that 7-9 spot, a 7-8 spot. It, it stinks that we have to talk about this. It, it just does. This team was headed for great things, but you can't lose the quality of talent that they've lost and not expect yourself to get zapped. And they're getting zapped now. They can't win games. Right. And when they win games, they really go all right. out. They, they, they're pushed so much and done. That's why probably Brunson got hurt. He woke up with well, neck spasms. He carried the team against the Pistons. And that's what's going to kill them. When these guys come back, is he going to be a shell of himself? Because you could take a look, you, you don't as bad as Philadelphia's play. <clears throat> All's right with the world when they get Embiid back. Are they going to care where they finish? No. So that's a team that's going to look at and say, "I don't care if we finish sixth, fifth, whatever. We got Embiid back." And you're going to see the Bucks and the Celtics. They're going to be able to rest their guys down the stretch because the Celtics are going to have a huge lead. Doesn't look like the Bucks care where they finish. And meanwhile, the Knicks, just to be able to make sure they avoid the playing. The guys that are healthy are going to have to kill themselves to get there. That's why that piston game mm. was might as well have been a loss, just because of the fact that now you couldn't even think about playing Brunson against the Pelicans. Now, if you had been up by thirty in the fourth quarter, maybe you could have rested some guys. Maybe if you were beating up on the Rockets instead of losing to them on the last second foul, you might have been able to rest guys. What was the the Grizzly game? Remember, Michael, where they they ended up oh, yeah, playing yeah, yeah. Brunson yep. because twenty points I wasn't enough. Hey, that that's going to kill them. So when OG uh, comes back and all these injured players come back, they'll be they'll be fresh. But are all the other guys that they're going to count on? be shells of themselves because of how much they had to kill themselves to avoid the play-in in these last 20-some-odd games left in the season. 1-800-919-3776 as we look forward to talking to you. There's a lot of stuff to hit today. As I mentioned, it's a, it's a Would You Wednesday. I've got some very intriguing uh, scenarios for both Don and Peter and everybody listening as well. No, Joe was, Douglas spoke today. He did. And I don't think he really uh, flashed a lot of confidence. He's just not... Go ahead. Talk through. And it's not his fault because a lot of general managers are like that. Can you, can you read the room? Can you give fans a little something? Can there, can there be a little yeah, sense but of it's urgency? Hard, it's hard for him to hang on the rim right now. No, but, but why can't you just admit your fate? What do you mean your fate? No, it's just say, listen, we we, we got to make the playoffs. We got to be great. Like, like at least just own the situation that they're in, Michael. If they don't make the playoffs, they're going to wipe the the earth clean of everybody. Well, why can't you own that? Why, why not speak with some urgency? Why can't you do that? You know, we all mock the uh, the Mora playoffs. But at least he was being honest. Mm-hmm. You know, is there is there anything? Would there be anything wrong if if an emotional Joe Douglas just said, "Guys, we're gonna we're gonna do everything we can to make the playoffs because I know we have to make the playoffs." We there's but these, that has to be your you owner wouldn't do it. Put an edict on yourself. These guys are programmed to be vanilla, well, and well, you know what? He's also morphed into an identical twin of Brian Dable. It's hard yeah. to tell the two of them apart now. But I, I just think sometimes it's okay. But you compare with Joe Douglas, his performance today, to Joe Shane's yesterday, it's not even close. But, 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 Joe Shane exhibited like certitude about what he was saying and confidence about what he was saying. But he's also not as desperate as Douglas. I think I, what, what would be so, maybe I'm wrong, but what would be so wrong of just owning the situation, of realizing we have to make the playoffs? Didn't Aaron Boone... Well, what was the quote that he said about the season? Hellbent. Where hellbent? Why couldn't that be the attitude? 
And, and listen, I don't think Aaron Boone's in danger of uh, of losing his job the way Joe Douglas would be if they missed the playoffs. No, so, I think well, if the Yankees missed the playoffs, he'd be in danger but, of losing his job. Uh, he, he might be, but I, I think Joe Douglas would definitely be out of it. I think everybody would be gone if they missed the playoffs. Yeah. So would Salah, him, sure. So would it would it be weak? Would it be unprofessional if you at least had a tone of just owning the sense of urgency? I mean, if, if Aaron Boone can do it, saying we're hell-bent on making the playoffs, why wouldn't the Jets be hell-bent on making the playoffs? Uh, with a healthy Aaron Rodgers, with all that money to be able to spend and, and a high draft choice, why wouldn't you be hell-bent on making the playoffs? I think that baseball, specifically the Yankees, I mean, the Yankees talk way more than the Mets. Um the Yankees just have a better feel on what it means to communicate with their fan base. Football teams don't. I mean, to have GMs disappear, to have Joe Douglas completely disappear during the season and make Robert Sala ask, answer every single question, they're just not wired that way. They're wired to be in well, their office for 20 okay. hours a day but, and work. True, the, the, but there's a difference with a gentleman. Brian Cashman can make a deal every single day until the deadline. So he's obviously relevant. They don't make as many trades in football. Once the free agent signing period is, once they kick off, it's almost like the general manager is pretty much irrelevant unless he's going to fire the coach or try to pick up guys that got cut. There's not a lot of trades. There's not a lot of things that you can do in season. But here is a moment. We're at the combine. All the general managers are speaking. Then why can't you just be honest? Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. They, they have to be hell-bent on the playoffs. Wouldn't you as a Jet fan feel good if your general manager said, we're hell-bent on making the playoffs, we must make the playoffs, the edict in the building is we are going to make the playoffs? Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but wouldn't that make you feel good to say at least he's thinking the same way we're thinking? I, I just don't think they have an end to mind. I know what you're saying, and you're right, and I think that Jet fans that listen to him today have to feel empty. He didn't give them anything to hang their hat on. The only time he showed any emotion was about Michael Hardman's comments. And it's funny, uh, those comments came out yesterday. He was on the uh, a podcast called The Pivot. And he just ca- casually said, you know, midway through the season, uh, I called, you know, I called up guys on the Chiefs and I called up the GMs to get me out of here. And I said to myself, we never got to it yesterday. I said, that, that's tampering. Can't do that. Or the yeah. contract to another team. And, and and here's what Joe Douglas said about Hardman's comments. Not to get into any specifics on what McColl said. I'll just say, look, we're excited to sign McColl. He's excited to obviously join our team in a situation that really Xavier Gibson really came on for us this year. And he did an outstanding job for us. So um, ultimately, we made a decision to, to move on from McColl. But our process of adding McColl, he was excited to be here. And it just didn't work out. And a lot of, a lot of that has to do with Xavier. Now, he was, were you surprised at Hardman's comments asking KC to come get him? I'll just say those are comments that definitely resonated with us. So they're going to look for some kind of restitution, so to speak. They're going to try to turn it into something. Of course. I mean, if there was tampering, you, 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 they get a draft. I don't know, but do, do players? But he, in the NBA he, I think he also said that he, he called the GM or coach. I got to tell well, you, I mean, call, can't I, call a coach. No, but it, uh, they call. I mean, I don't know. You're not allowed to pick up the phone. I do think we the know players could do. The yeah, the, the players could do. There, there's no governor on the players. There's governors on people that are coaches and that, that are in the front office. You can't entertain that sort of call. You just can't. Now, Joe Douglas did talk today about Woody's um, frustration. Woody being the owner. Here it is. I mirror the frustration that Woody has, and Woody and I uh, talk every day, just about every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're certainly on the same page. And again, I like the position we're in. There's oh. a lot of talent coming back to this team. We have to add more to it. We know exactly what we have to do moving forward. And the pressure is always intrinsic in this job whenever you walk in every day. I can tell you that we're not stressed. We're prepared to answer the bell here with the decisions that have to be made moving forward. And so a lot of that has to do with the meetings that we had after the last time I talked to you guys. And I feel really good about all of us, the personnel staff and coaching staff, analytics, everybody being on the same page. What page is that? What page it, are they uh, on? It's the Sleepy Tom Bobo page. Now, I, I, I got, I, can I just ask say one more thing? You don't find it weird that with this team, though, McCall Hardman's just another one. Like He gave his explanation about Gibson, but there's always a reason they go out and get a player and then just can't do anything with them. Like Why Why does that happen so often? Like Dalvin Cook. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, if we go back to last year, it feels like almost every year there's a wide receiver they well, add to the team. How many times you talked to Salah about Mims? Yeah, they, they get these. They're not they're not an offensive team. I mean, you have a defensive coach. 
You keep changing the offensive perspective with a different offensive coordinator. It does feel like the offense does get neglected sometimes because I, I don't really hear any misuse of a defender. But you know, whether it's Mims, whether it's Hartman, it always seems like somebody's being misused on the offensive side of the I, ball. I just don't get it. It's like, oh yeah, you know, it's just because of Gibson. Well, you, you, what you didn't think there was any possibility when you brought him a Cole Hartman that another player could be good? Usually, teams can figure out how to use multiple good players. Well, it, it's a mark against Hartman that Gibson beat him out, but then it's a mark against the Jets that this guy goes back to Kansas City with his third ring in he, five years. He has the game when he touched down in the Super Bowl. And you know what, what Hartman said, rather than like listen to everything he said, he essentially said that once. Once Rodgers went down, there was no there was no plan B. They they didn't know fact. how to readjust. That was a fact. Yeah. Also, how do you feel, Michael, about uh, Sala going full full Don Lagreca at like a work event and just I'm good on the on a lot the of coaches are doing that. A lot of coaches are leaving the combine to the um, to the GMs because they they can do they can do more work in the stadium, and then they could join all the interviews via Zoom. They don't have to go to St. Elmo's. First of all, big mistake. You should go to St. Elmo's. Second of all, I just feel like with this team, optically, I'd like to see Sala doing everything humanly possible. But I hear you. But again, St. Elmo's, the cocktail sauce. My God. It's not worth traveling halfway across the country. I'm going to bring some in. You're it's gonna not change quite halfway. It's still the Eastern Time Zone. It's right at the cusp. You know, I just booked the uh, the trip to Houston for the opener. All right, four hours and eleven minutes. It's just it's, it's insidious. It's not, I don't. I don't. Trips get the math. to Texas are insidious. I explain the math. Why is it five hours to California? It's, it's only forty nine more minutes. It's 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 more than five to California though. But it's it, it, right, so say it's six. Is Texas not? It's halfway across the country, right? It's, it's further though. It's further west than it is halfway. Farther. It's farther west. Who cares? I'm trying to help you. It's farther west. And I also listened to your show in the morning. We got. I'll talk off the air. But does it make sense? You couldn't have listened. I absolutely did. And you have to talk off the air about it. Well, yeah. I I certainly don't need to be that honest on on the air. Oh my god! I just heard um, one thing. I heard that you guys were playing a song and talking over it. It's a game. uh, No, no, it wasn't a game. It was right before you went into your, your guru stuff. Yeah, that's 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 after the game. That's a segment where we play a song. We talking. We're talking about the song. Yeah, it was that was a much for me. So you didn't. You didn't. You obviously, Don. You know how I know he didn't really listen. He just did it to say that he did it. I did listen. So you heard when I played "Build Me Up Buttercup." No, See, I, see, I, see, I, Don, I, I wasn't in the car that long. But that that's the thing. How long were you in the car? Ten minutes. And how how much did you listen to? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Well, okay. Ten minutes. And who was the guy that sounded like he had laryngitis? It wasn't Ebro. This guy uh, talk, had a voice like that. Does someone sound like, uh, yeah, yeah. Was it Castle? You was sound, it Johnny? You sound different, by the way, on that show than this no, one. No, you do. My, no, my, no, my, my, yeah. we, you guys actually, like we haven't done the show before. Well, we, I've never heard it. It's new to me. If, we, if we talked about it, it was easily two years ago. Oh, so I mean, it's true. You have new listeners every day. I'm, yeah, not, be, I'm not being negative about it, but I do think there's a different tone. Absolutely. Your voice. 100%. Yeah, you're a different guy. I wouldn't go. I don't think I'm a different <laughs> I guy. I didn't say that, Peter. I did. I said it. He wanted me to listen. I've got, I've, got, mo- I've got notes. It's the most overrated um, criticism, though. Like every People talk different in different scenarios. I you talk the same in everything I do. Everything. I don't think that's true. I, I talk the same on Yankee games. I really? talk the same on hey, Don, Page. Hey, Don. 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 LaGreca. <laughs> do you think Michael talks the same in the pre-show meetings? He talks on the air? No, no. Well, wait, wait. No, no, no. Wait, no. No, his tone, your your tone and inflections is a little different. I'm not saying, uh, obviously, his content is different. It's same thing. No, it's no, not. You not sound different. I don't sound different in the pre-show you're meeting. You're talking a different, I'm not talking about the words you say. I, I understand, but the point is, it's still changing who you are in some way. Some people, it's the words. I mean, it is pretty different, Don, to have entire vocabulary you would never even consider in one time. And and, and not only not only use the vocabulary, Don. If someone were to say something that even resembles that, think of it as one thing, filth. And then in a conversation privately, you go, oh, well, I can use the word. My Well, not the F word, of course. We know that is a hard line rule for Michael. But that's too, that's unfortunate. Michael listened to everyone's favorite segment on the show today and thought it was so bad that didn't want to bring it up on the air. Favorite segment? You, you Talking over a, a, a song? That was the favorite segment? And then you found out at that point that somebody died. You got You got very affected by that, too. I forget yeah. who it was who died. Oh, was uh, the, it Virgil, right? No, Virgil did die today also. But was you, the, somebody, you, you said, I didn't know that. And it could, I, I heard well, no, no, in I, your voice. I, I, I don't know him. I just, I, I, you said he was just here. He, he had just been See, at the radio I, I station. I was consuming. I was taking notes as I was driving. But you missed Whitish Wednesday. You heard you obviously came in at the end of Whitish Wednesday. Yeah. 
So at the end of Whitish Wednesday, after we play all the quote Whitish, right. we then do Shawnee Culture's Culture Classics, and he plays a few. I must have missed it. A yeah. few songs, and right. then we also talk about the cultural significance of those songs. Gotcha. I'm glad I don't that. think you. You, you, you know, didn't not sound him. like you were completely engaged. You might have been listening. Well, but first I don't think of all, Callie was in the backseat. Charlie lost his voice, so he stayed home. Is everything all right? I, I, he obviously has a cold, uh, and I didn't. I didn't know if it was safe for Callie to hear it. Didn't know it was safe. Would you Wednesday as a way? As I said, way edgier. You know what people yeah, say about, but, about Would You Wednesday. They're, they're still in school at Would You Wednesday. By the way, why weren't they in school at this time? I thought you said they were dropped off by eight o'clock or something. Eight thirty. Oh, got it, got it. Then at what time they get out of school? Eight forty-five. It starts. And what time did they get out? 3.30. Okay, well, we do Would You Wednesday at 3.45. They yeah, can very easily be in the car. Jody keeps the radio station off when it's Would You Wednesday. What if she has a meter? Let's go to uh, Ira in Staten Island. Ira. Oh, look at that. Hey, Michael, Don, Peter. How are you? Good afternoon. Good. What's and, up? And uh, Nothing. Just want to comment on a couple of things you were talking about. First of all, Don's spot on. I, I understand these guys aren't going to tell you much. But it would have been a little more sense of urgency to know that, you know, that they were pretty much put on a mandate to make the playoffs and kind of spin it a little more positively. But, uh, you know, I guess when you have to say that you're trading the second pick overall that you made three years ago because it didn't work out, I guess it's hard to do that. And then the other thing, the Hardman comments, you know what? Some, sometimes you look at players and they might have a gripe once they leave the team. But everything that he said was in that article in The Athletic. And that's really disturbing. And then you look at that and it's, you know, you really, I'll tell you the truth. I'm really, I'm trying to be optimistic about this franchise going forward. But I have major concerns what's going on over there, especially with all the coaches that have left. Some that they got rid of, more so they walked out, personnel people walked out. It's just, you know, what is really going on in Florham Park? And then one thing about ESPN, I'll tell you the truth. I enjoyed the coverage so much. I know you probably can't talk about it. I just hope people who work behind the scenes that the move that you just made it won't affect those people. Oh, we can, we can talk about anything, Ira. For those that don't know what I was talking about, the Jets uh, have left uh, 98.7 and they've gone to a, another station. And as far as we know, people behind the scenes, it looks like they will go over with them. But, you know, one guy who loses out is Anthony. You know, Anthony makes extra money doing the Jets on the weekend and you know, obviously he works for us, so he can't go to another station hey. to do that. But Bob was choosing. I was texting him today, and Marty Lyons, uh, they're going to be doing the game still. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well, I, I would say, uh, I guess pre and post game still up in the air, but we'll see. It's um, it's it's a, it's a tough day for somebody like me because I, I, the whole time I've ever been to the radio station, we had a relationship with the Jets. And, of mm-hmm. course, I worked pre and post for 16 years on the Jets. I know a lot of those people. But we're still going to cover the team. We're still going to have access to players like we do any other franchise that isn't on our air. And and I do know that uh, relationships are going to try to stay intact. So I, I still think we have plans on going out there to training camp. I still think we have plans on, on interviewing players and coaches when they were made available, like they are with other teams. I think we have got a, we've had a great relationship with the Giants, and they've never been on our air. Mm-hmm. In fact, they've always been on the rival station, and yet we've still had a chance to talk to. Well, and to it's Dave not like Bullshane. the Jets left for a rival station either. No, right. uh, they're on so, a, a, a so rock from, station. But, but we'll be fine. We're, we're going to be okay. But it is a, a strange day when you have a relationship with a with a team for two decades and they're gone. But. I think they'll be fine, and we'll be fine. You know, we, we, we I'm happy for Anthony. We, Anthony, I'll, I'll pay you whatever the Jets we give still you. have. Enjoy your weekend. Because we have a 20-year relationship with the Jets, we still have some microphones embedded in the facility. Okay. And uh, when um, Robert Sala heard that uh, you know he, he doesn't have to come on every Monday with us, mm-hmm. uh, this this is what came out of his office. Is this true? Sunday, Monday, happy is that true? The happy days did. Yeah, he was so thrilled. Wow, he was so happy. So we're gonna still have like like in casino that uh, what was it, Peter? It was like a uh, some grocery store in Kansas City that they the FBI was able to use the old. <laughs> yeah. micro- like we're still gonna have the microphones from like when we had it back oh, back yeah. in the Hearn oh, days. You catch it all active. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm sorry that um, you know I. I'm not a reporter now, because I mean, you can get those little microphones and put them place. Nobody will ever know. You'll know every conversation that people are having. You say, "Well, that's, that's unethical." It might be. It, no, well, you do I, it. I, I don't. Well, I, would think I, about I, it. I don't think "might's" the word I'd use. He would do it. 
I say it would definitely be wrong and unethical, Peter. It might be He said unethical. it might be unethical. I don't think yeah, that's unethical. Yeah, it's 100% unethical. <laughs> you know, bugging phones would be wrong, you think? Yeah, I, and you could have done that back then, too. No, no, but you know, I was so good at what I did, I didn't need any kind of uh, artificial you would, help. And but now never, it's 63, just to say oh, just time to let go. Yeah. Could you imagine if Billy Martin found a microphone? It would probably be a big, a big, huge microphone under the desk because this was back in the, the early 80s, so the technology wouldn't be. But can you imagine if Billy Martin found a microphone under his desk and it was Michael who put it there, would he have done the Michael? He well, would have dude, beaten it, it, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a quick story. Billy always thought that the, the, the room was bugged. Of course. Like, but for upstairs, for people upstairs. Oh, uh, yeah, not by the media. And like, he, we'd be sitting in the room alone, he'd go, watch this. This guy stand. He would like scream into what he thought was the microphone, like just so that people could hear what he and had to say. And it was probably say. just a, a, a rubber plant. There were probably. I better say this sounds microphone. like a crazy person. Billy was the best. All due respect. Well, those two things are not mutually exclusive. The best. Hey, getting engaged will be one of the most exciting times of your life. And the winning team at London Jewelers is there to help you pop the question. The cutting-edge technology and trained professionals at London Jewelers can help you select a ring from their 2 by London collection or design the absolute perfect ring at any budget. So whether you're starting out or starting over, let the engagement experts at London Jewelers help you. Visit London Jewelers at any of their seven locations, including the Americana Manhasset and the Mall at Short Hill. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It's game time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. The Rangers look to get revenge against the Blue Jackets at MSG with coverage immediately following us right here on 98.7. That's game time brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cask matured Irish Whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number. We'll go to Frank in Buffalo. Frank. Yeah, Michael. Great to be on. First time, long time. Oh, thanks. Um, You were mentioning Billy Martin before. It made me think of 1976. A bunch of my friends and I from Buffalo went down to Fenway Park, see the Yankees and a Red Sox four-game series. There was a day-night doubleheader on Saturday. Yankees lose both games. It's in July. Brings them to within about six and a half of the Yankees. Who do we run into in this Daisy Buchanan's bar in Boston uh, afterwards? It's Billy Martin. Uh, Also, there was uh, Lou Pinal on the other side of the bar and Jim Mason and Greg Nettles off to the side having a beer. And we went up to Martin. We, he was sitting by himself. At the, you know, we were a little reticent to go up, and we went up. 
He could not have been nicer. He actually talked baseball with us. He talked about his pitching rotation. We asked him, was he nervous that they had lost a doubleheader? And he said, no, if I'm nervous, then the players get get nervous. And I thought that was great because a lot of times you run into celebrities, they won't want to talk about their expertise. You know, you want to run into somebody that's a comedian, they want to talk about their show, they'll talk about their car collection. So I just wanted to say that he was fabulous to us, could not have been nicer. Well, I mean, that's that's the experience I had with Billy. I mean, I'm not going to deny that Billy had demons and when Billy had too much to drink, I, I didn't. I don't think you want to really engage with him. But there was that like happy time right before it got to be too much. He was a delight. He, 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 was, he was a baseball genius. Was his, I don't even speak at a school, so, but was his, was, was the drinking thing like an every night that you're out with him? Or sometimes? He, he liked to drink. So it was happening. Yeah. It was just a matter of how much and right. when you caught him. See, a lot of, a lot of managers, you know, their rule is that the hotel bar is mine and you, you have to go somewhere else. For the team or for? The hotel bar is mine. Well, you tell his teammates you have to go somewhere. You tell his players you have to go somewhere else. But, you know, Billy, you know, Daisy Buchanan's was a big hangout back in the day. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was unbelievable. Mm. Unbelievable. one 800 These are the uh, progressive I brought in for you, Peter. Oh. If you'd like to try them. I, well, I, our, our, we don't, I don't know if our... I like the frames. Thanks. The yeah, they're very... Don't look like glasses. Okay, by the way, so we're not... So you're saying that when I look up... Right, now look down and that's how you read. Don't don't dip your head. Oh, but I don't... Dip your eyes. Oh. I got it. I got to tell you, those those glasses look fabulous on them. I think those glasses look better, better. than the ones you've worn. Well, they're too expensive for me to give it to them. I, I don't mind these. Well, because they're not really glasses. There's not even frames. It's just a little nose. What do you mean? There's not glasses. I mean, there's not. It's it's not like a frame. Oh, oh. So there's a very minuscule frame. No, there is no frame. The only thing holding it together are is the, the arms and the uh, the nose. Interesting. A lot of people have strong feelings about my current glasses yeah, one together. one 800 Yeah, they're not good. Let's go to Anthony uh, on I the mail with, truck. I, the question, should I go with my wife's opinion or yours? No, go with ours. What's go up? Aunt, she loves you already. Hello, Anthony. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. What's up? Nothing much. Big, big shout out to the company of Jace. So, uh, what, what I, uh, I, I came in five minutes late to the show, so I apologize for missing the first five minutes. Um, but, I heard the next conversation going on, and you know, I just wanted to say, listen, in my 28 years of living, I have not seen a Knicks basketball team as good and as promising as this team. With that being said, I just feel like when they get healthy, and and that's a big win because you know it could be an if as well. But when they get healthy, I think that they're you know at least. Uh, a top three team in the East, and that's excluding uh, the Sixers because all they really have is Embiid and Maxi. And after that, you know, you can get to their bench. And I feel like this Knicks team is is deep enough to, you know, hopefully they don't run into the Celtics early on in the playoffs because I think the Celtics are are the best they've been in years. Um, but but Anthony, the, job, the, the, the problem is is that if. if if they continue to be hurt, and it looks like it's still going to be a while, they are not going to be the third seed. Now, they might be the third best team, in your opinion, but they're going to be sixth or seventh. They might have to do a play-in game in order to get into the playoffs. So these injuries can are not without ramifications. They will get hurt by these injuries. No pun intended. They just will. You can't absorb this kind of injury. Over and over. I mean, if you looked at yesterday's team, four of their five starters were out. And that's why I mentioned this two weeks ago, and I'm going to stand by it. I I think the championship conversation is off the table. Now, can this team maybe find a way to the conference final? Yes. If they are able to sustain a four seed, catch a break here or there, not have to play the Celtics till the third round, I think there's a chance, a chance they can make it to the third round for the first time since 2000. Michael, a championship's off the table. The guys that are healthy are going to have to kill themselves to get a higher seed. We don't know when these guys are coming back. So how would you expect them to be able to come back, Michael? Possibly, maybe the last week of the regular season or for the playoffs, and then everything's going to click, and they're going to win four rounds in a championship? You know what you have to hope you have have happened? That is 1999 again, where they were the eighth seed, but they weren't really an eighth seed. They had talent that would make them higher. Right. And they went all the way to the championship and ended up losing in the finals. The Knicks, uh, NBA just announced the Knicks game protest. This is big news. Play the breaking news sound. This is very big. This is the Hoops Update. Okay. Brought to you by Bet365. Give it to me. The Knicks game protest about the the Rockets. All right, please. So wait, hold on. Tell me they got it, please. 
Please say Dakota. Uh, the NBA today please, please say. denied oh! the New York Knicks protest of their 105-103 loss to the Rockets on February 12, 2024. The Knicks protested the result of the game on the ground that a shooting foul was called uh, incorrectly on Jalen Brunson for making contact with the Rockets. You know what? Aaron Holiday during a last second shot is out. Under the standard for NBA game protests, uh, New York was required to demonstrate that there was a misapplication of the official playing rules as opposed to an error in judgment. And I told you that's the only way you could protest anything back when it happened. So the the officials made it back home. Okay. So wait. Does this mean they're not going to overturn the game result and no. make it a Knicks win? No, and you know what, though? Oh. They won't overturn the game result where they'll give them the loss against the Pistons, either. Really? Because yeah. they don't even do that, and the whole thing is just a bunch it's of nothing. It's Oh, they had to put out a statement about that? It's, no, it's, well, but why can't the... Well, the statement should just say, our bad. Can't the statement just say, our bad? Well, they did when the official said we were wrong. Yeah, we got it wrong. Well, but just then for, the Knicks protested for some reason. Well, and that, that... I mean, the Knicks were foolish because the only way you win a protest is for a misapplication of rules. No, but... This... The apples-to-apples comparison would be that something happened in, in, a, in a basketball game and there'd be a review. And they'd review it. And then after the review, they'd say it wasn't eligible to be reviewed. Well, why couldn't they say instantaneously, this doesn't apply for a protest, so we're not even right. accepting the protest? It's a, I, it's I a think, week, Don. I, I mean, I'm just guessing. I've been told. Weeks. I think this came from way upstairs. That somebody no. way upstairs in the garden oh, was so ticked I, off. I would tell you, if I had to guess, I would think Jim Dolan's like, protest it. All right? And no, Leon Rose probably said we can't win. But I'm, I'm not faulting the Knicks for filing the protest. What I'm saying is the NBA, as soon as the protest came in, instantaneously should have said, this isn't eligible for protest. Michael, do they review something in football and then come back and say it's not reviewable? No. No, they tell you right away it's not, not reviewable. reviewable. Well, So why couldn't they do Why they wasted two? It was like two weeks ago. That's your Hoops Update, brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Gene in Virginia. Jeannie. Hi, Gene. Gents, hello. Good to speak with you all. Thank you all so much. What's up? Um, First off, I need to say that um, Salah, when they showed his screen, I mean, his face on the screen the first game, that was going to tell you the way the season was going to go. Next point. I listened to Whitish Wednesdays, and Mike, you you didn't listen long enough. Yeah, he didn't. Give I, any I know. I didn't. At all. I didn't. I didn't give him a full like fifteen minutes like you want. I didn't give him an average quarter hour, and no. I did, I came he, in too late for Whitish Wednesday. He even threw in a sorry doesn't fix the language. I, that I heard, I mean, and that ticked me uh, off. What are you stealing my dad's line for? Wait, it's a, you said oh sorry God, doesn't fix the lamp. Oh my God! No, yeah. I don't take it as an homage because he didn't say. Does it sound that's like from Michael K's dad? I, I, I'd already mentioned you once on the segment. I had to mention. What did you, you again. mention me on the segment? It doesn't matter. You missed it. You didn't hear but it. You used you're my dad's guy. line, Gene. You're a good man. I appreciate. Hey, I know, but look, it was it was Michael a nod Michael to you after life, he's being a bad exactly. guy. Exactly. He knows. So after I played, build me up Buttercup. Thank you. You're a great guy. After I played, build me up Buttercup specifically as a nod to you. And mentioned that song. I believe it's uh, that's what I mentioned to you. Is that I said that that oh yeah, that's a song you really like. Blah blah blah. Then, and I sang at my wedding. And I didn't include that. Sorry, but then I included a "Sorry doesn't fix the lamp." Don is like a a, a, a follow up homage. Yeah, but it's not instead an, he gets ticked. It's not off. an homage to me. My dad said it, and your your listeners don't know my well, dad said yeah, it. And, they're, and they make people know who Charles K was. According to Peter. <laughs> I won the point, God, on the way to the elevator to get the coffee. What'd you say? Can you imagine if somebody judged this show out of an arbitrary 10 minutes, just just picking 10 minutes out of like any of our three and a half hour show and then judging the entire show on it? Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, people that write in the paper do that. (laughs) And it's not right. It's not right. They wanted to say this show isn't any good listening to just any arbitrary 10 minutes. If you're talking about Billy Martin, you're like, wow, you know, the Knicks lost a tough game to the Pelicans and um, Joe Douglas spoke at the Combine and they're opening with Billy Ah. Martin from 40 years ago. What's going on? Or what if they just... Do they tu- got a calendar over there? Or what if they tune in and just hear Would You Wednesday next? We know that doesn't go well. Well, for some, some people love it. I, well, I, I'm one of those. You like it? So I'm a big fan. But you, but I just, instead of What feeling, did Ebro say about Bill Me Up Buttercup? Because I only care about what Ebro he, thinks. You don't care what he thinks because you don't listen to his program. So well, would, uh, because you, I, I'm not listening to the radio at that time. But you did day. and you still didn't. But anyways, um, <laughs> Build Me Up Buttercup was hilarious. 
because <laughs> we played. Uh, we, we, when I played it, Laura jumped in at the beginning before right. the singing started. Right, and she said, uh, "Why?" She was like, "Why don't you build me you up? Build me up." But instead of thinking it was "build me up, Buttercup," she thought it was "wake me." She went, "Build me up before you go go." Oh. <laughs> Wow, she was like confusing decades. Decades. She just and then and then for some reason, cast was like not paying attention to Laura's guess, I guess, and said, "Build me up," and I'm like, "That already is wrong." So then it came down to Shawnee. It played longer, and he guessed something else that wasn't "Build me up, Buttercup." Sad. And Ebro and I both shook our heads and said, "This is a, a bad, a tough moment for the show." Ebro knew though. He knew "Build that. me up, Buttercup." Yeah. Well, the other two didn't. Yeah, but Ebro knows "Build me up, Buttercup." Hey, when I'm getting ready for a game, I have to be prepared. Now, my lineup cards, the sure. latest team stats, and sure. of course, my mug of Bigelow tea. For me, it's the Bigelow Earl Grey with a smooth taste. Keeps my voice in peak condition, even when the game goes into extra innings. I refuse to settle, neither should you. No matter how hectic your day gets, grab your favorite Bigelow tea. Take a moment just for you. So grab a mug of your favorite Bigelow tea. Join the millions of fans that make Bigelow number one in New York. Bigelow tea, the official hot tea of the New York Yankees. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. It's uncomfortable. No, no I, I don't. Th- I don't think I could. Really? But she's total smoke show. <laughs> At times, incriminating. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's not be rash. Let's not be Don. Hold on, but don't answer yet. And a Michael K. Show favorite. Michael, you're you're such a child. It's the Would You Game. We play it off the air all the time. The Would You Game. Well, our first Would You is is from our good friend Anthony Greek, and boy, this got my attention because Anthony Greek, the produ- producer on the Yes uh, side. All right, would you? You have two pills in your hand. Two pills. Two pills, all right. One pill awards you $50 million. Interesting. The second pill, you are forced to have one limb removed of your choice, but you're also awarded $20 million. Would you take a pill or pass? How does he come up with these things? He's He's dark. He's dark. He's a sick man. All right, so what was the first total? The first one is just 50 million. You take a pill, and that's the 50 million pill. Or you take the second pill, you have to lose a limb, but you'll get $20 million. So either way, you're getting at least $20 million. But with one of the pills, you're getting $20 million and losing a limb. Again, this is one of those privileged answers for me. I don't have 20 or $50 million, but I'm good. You're not taking a pill. We're not okay. taking the pill. Don't, I'm, I'm not going to take the pill. I'm good. It's not like I, I, if, now, listen, if I was down and out, right. I certainly you got to do it. But I'm okay right now. I'm going to take my chances. Okay. Um, let's see. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Let's say the lottery is $20 million Right. Or live twice as long. Like if you're going to die at 70, you live to 140. <laughs> I, I don't know that 140, if, if you're the only one who's living that long. You'll make new friends. I don't know that you will. I think you would. And if you have kids, you'll see their their kids and their grandkids. No, 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 you'll see your kids get old and die. Yeah, okay. And it'll be really depressing. Yeah, see, everybody uh, thinks that like living forever. Because there was that show, I think it was called Forever. It didn't last long on ABC. Uh, Judd Hirsch was in it. Oh, Judd Hirsch vehicle. Right. So the guy, he was living centuries. So the, he had a child. So if the show picks up in modern times... Judd Hirsch is the child. He's 80 years old. Like, he's going to see his son born and then see his son die. Everybody that you know, every friend that you have, you'll attend their funeral. Everyone. Like, at some point, you're going to be like, all right, I'm done, but you can't die. I got 140. I need to know the quality of life for maybe the last, you know, 
50 years of that. Like, I could be 140. I might be on a machine. I might be barren. I'll take the lottery money. Yeah, I'm taking the lottery money. Really sad news just now. Seriously? Yeah. Richard Lewis died. Oh, you know what's man. so he looked really amazing. Bad the, the curve. He's been battling. I got. Oh, I got. Was man. he seventy six? Yeah, he was sick for a while. Because when I, I'm, I'm behind, so I saw episode three, and I was watching it with Nancy. And I'm like, how old is Richard Lewis? He and Larry are the same age. They went. They were born like, the same day. He looks same hospital. And it's and this was the episode where he's talking about he's going to leave money to to Larry, right. and so that was kind of prophetic that way. And then when I looked up and I saw that he was, what was it, 73? 76. Or 76. I'm like, mm. wow, he looks a lot older, 76. I didn't know that he yeah, was he sick. Was, uh, I think he had Parkinson's. He, yeah, yeah it, it had been getting worse there for a while. But, oh, man. Yeah. At least he got to see the uh, season start. And, and you know, he, he'd been pretty active, at least on, uh, it seems to be him on social media. Yeah. He seems active. Uh, he was funny, man. Well, Richard Lewis. I mean, there are going to be so many people who only know him from Curb. Right. But he had a great stand-up career. They don't remember the stand-up, the, the walking around. And also around the, the show the, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, the Jamie Lee Curtis vehicle. Yeah. What was the name of that show again? Um, it wasn't Mad About You was the other one. It was something like that. It was very similar to that. What yeah. Was it? Pretty good show. Oh, man. I'll get back to Would You now. Well, uh, would we you rather like, be... We... Hmm. No, let's move on. Would you rather be fluent in every language? Every language. Every language. Or... A master of all musical instruments. Ooh, that's so good. Because I, I almost look at it as the same. Like, I can't imagine somebody being able to play an instrument and then somebody being able to speak another language. I, I'll go with the instrument. I would rather. We figured I you think would. I go with the instrument, too. Hey, listen, let me tell you something. To be able to play a guitar, well, many people play the drums... Well, a lot of people speak a bunch of different languages, and nobody gathers around but him to he's talk. At, he's at every language, and everybody can. You can be fluent in every language and be a complete dolt. If I could play every instrument, not really, can you? Let's yeah. say we're at a party. Hold on, you think you could be fluent in every language and be a dolt? Yeah. Well, what does dolt mean then? A moron, just no, a completely couldn't. clueless. You can be okay. Uh, it's a different difficult. ear. It's a different. It's not. It's not every language. Every literally- who's cooler? If you're at a party. And there's a guy over there, that he actually can, if you're at a wedding, he can grab every one of those instruments, play it flawlessly. And there's a guy over here that can speak a, a thousand different languages. Who are you going to go over and talk to? Well, look what happened oh. in the animal house on the stairs. He destroyed that guitar. He did. I, I, I Well, I think you'd, you'd probably think either one was a Nas if they started doing it at the wedding. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, Don, who would you rather go on a random trip to, you know, when you're 21 years old, taking trips to random parts of the world where you speak every language? There'd be some benefit there as well. No, I'm good. Um, really? yeah. Would you rather? But you don't leave the country. You don't even know what the feeling right, was. No, so, so, oh no, Don, yeah. no, my answer is. Oh no, Don's I'm answer. Good. You know what? He's good. He's good. Would you rather stay young physically or mentally? Mentally. Hmm. Yeah, but does that mean? That doesn't mean that I'm. I'm completely out of it. I just can't get any more smarter. Like what? How, what am? <laughs> how am I? How am I? What are you talking about? Which one? How am I? You're young physically. <laughs> right. Or I'm an old man mentally. Do, do I, do, God forbid, do, am I senile? I, I don't know, but you think old. <laughs> some nah, some the, people would say this has already I'll, happened I'll, I'll take the physical. To be able to go out there and, and, and play ball with the kids. Beautiful. You know what? It's, it's, I could keep ever, doing the Sasso softball until I was like 100. Hitting home runs I, well, I'd be running in the wrong direction. Yeah, exactly. But, but still hitting dongs. W- would you rather have... <laughs> would I be hitting? Your f- would I be hitting? Dongs. Dongs. Would you rather have your flight delayed by eight hours or have your luggage lost? Oh, man. Lost that- for good? Lost. Lost. You mean, is that, that no, no. Is that for good or you yeah, get it? could it? be a week. You get it back a week later. Oh, then I'm going with that. As long as I get it back. If it's for good, Don, and you had stuff in there you cared about, that's that's not good. But eight hour delay. I, oh, that's a, that, I, I think I would... Um, so I so I'd go on the trip. I have to buy everything. Yeah, you know, you're rich. You got it. Yeah, I, you're right. This is uh, from David Novak, and this is for me. I see you. This Kim's dad. Would you rather spend a whole day listening to Peter on Hot 97, or spend a whole day watching Peter hosting for WWE? I take the WWE. Really? Yeah, they do a really good show. I would take the listening. No offense, I'm not a big wrestling guy. I think I would just again eventually get bored. I I listen to your show. I never get bored. I think you. I think they do a really good job. Well, you know what you did though. You listen. That's the thing. <laughs> Frank P goes, would you rather hurt your wife's feelings Whoa. that she looks awful in an outfit where she'll be mad at you hmm. or let her wear it out where others would likely critique her for wearing it and be mad at you for not telling her? 
You got you got to go with the first one, and it's unfortunate, but you got to be willing to hurt your partner's what, feelings. I think if you're helping them. What animals do you hang out with that are going to criticize your? No, but it'll be behind your, your back. Then then she wouldn't know. Good point. I go with God. the latter. What are you a genius, Tom? <laughs> He really is something special. Would you rather have a um, a rewind button or a pause button of your life? Oh! Like you said, like, like the, the kids are at a perfect age, just pause. You stay right there. But rewind, go yeah. hang with people who are gone. Mm-hmm. But you can't change anything. You just go back and do you it again. Yeah. Well, you automatically could change something because you're there. Then you no, watch but you, the you're going to rewind. I know, but it's not like that. That was fiction. This is real. You rewind and you go back to a certain time and you just live it you again. You can feel it again and yeah. be, be no, there. I would, yeah. um, oh, it's tough. I would, I would rewind. I'd go back. You sure? And this is well, a shout out. Because the pause right now. Think about a pause. Now, can I only rewind my life? Yeah. Or can I like go back to like... No, you can go right back to the night where your dad started ripping pizza boxes and live it all over again. How do you not? How do you say nothing? Like Honestly, seriously, <laughs> my dad would be there. I'd be able. Would I be? You I just said like I, the idea that I can't the pizza change box anything, but can but I? You can all revel in it. Can, you, can, but, you can live it again. But do I go back and then I'm just, or am I looking at at it, or if I go back and I'm you're living it, but I, I, you're also above the scene watching it, Don. If you, but if, I can't. I can't play a part. No. I can't ask my dad anything. Like, no, you're just watching it, getting to be there hmm. for it. Uh, and while Don's mm, shout out from Michael Richardson, I don't know if it's Michael Ray, but Michael Richardson, his best friend Ian Pilitzer from Marlboro, New Jersey, is getting married to Marissa, oh, a huh. fellow handsome Jewish man oh, and a you. huge fan of TMKS. Thank you. He is the person that got me to listen to all of you. Ian loves the Yankees, is a big Bengals fan. He's getting married at Shadowbrook in Shrewsbury, New Jersey, this Saturday. Okay. We're going to be there, Michael. We'll, we'll show up, all three of us. Is that true? Yeah. All right, I'm in. Shadowbrook. I almost, I, I Ian and Marissa, let's go. We, we almost checked that place out. That we really? checked it out, yeah. Well, why did you say no? Bad food? No, no, what? Don't bury the place. No, no. the place is great. Michael. I think it really just came down, I'm trying Money. to remember, because it Money. was almost 20 years ago. No, because the, the, um, it's, it's sad to say, but Nancy's father was alive at the time, and he was in a scooter, and we were trying to see if it was accessible for him to be able to get around. And it was it was wheelchair accessible, but we felt he wouldn't be comfortable like being able to go to the bathroom and stuff. So I think we, what I, I think, no, the all the place. No, I remember really liking that place. Oh, well, good. They're, they're, having, they're getting married Saturday. No, what do you mean he was in a scooter? Well, not a wheelchair? Gonna, hold these questions. John Smoltz coming up. Well, he can't make right. a Hall of Fame wait. No, we, we, listen, it's our show. He's we do not better than me. I don't sweat he's you. Not, he's not better than me. He is better than you. Really? By a lot. Yeah, by a lot. At really? He's better what he did you know what? than what we do. He's better than us. But that's not, no. that doesn't not make as you a good, person. Better. There's a bunch of guys that were better than John Smoltz at what he did, and these are awful human beings I wouldn't give the time of day well, to. But you know who you would give the time of day to? The people of Mazda. Well, and first we got to establish that it's 2024. You get more, just in case you rewind, you don't know what year it is. Right. At Ramsey Mazda, more selection, more savings. For a limited time, they'll waive the first lease payment. Lease a new 2024 Mazda CX-5, just $289 a month, and now get your first lease payment on them. At Ramsey Mazda. Route 17 North and Ramsey. Choose wisely. Choose Ramsey Mazda. Call 833-853-2970 for lease details. Excludes tax, title, and registration. Zero security deposit. FIN R0410549. MSRP 30750 Ends 229.24. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app. The TuneIn app. Or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa. Play 98.7 ESPN.